Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. Well, the Otani sweepstakes is over. Ends up with the Los Angeles Dodgers, which we kind of all knew he was going to go on the West Coast. But we didn't know how big this deal was going to be. You heard, you know, rumors it could be $500 million and $600 million. Well, signs for a whopping $700 million, a 10-year deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to lose in technical terms, that's $70 million per year uh, to play baseball, which is incredible there. Now, uh, we had some details of the deal itself. A lot of that money is deferred, so they're not going to be actually paying him $70 million per year. But nevertheless, when it's all said and done, uh, Otani getting $700 million in his back pocket uh, to play for the Dodgers there. So even though it's not Yankee-related, we're still going to jump into this because, you know, it's going to be all across baseball. I mean, obviously, Otani, one of the big names in baseball, along with Aaron Judge there, now signing this ridiculous humongous deal there, a record-breaking deal for across all sports, uh, unless there's some like wacky soccer deal that I'm, I'm never aware of. This is like seemed like the largest sports deal in any sort of recent history there. So I'm going to jump to the whole thing before we get started. Got a lot of baseball left, both you know Yankee news as well as baseball-wide news. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. So if you're first time listening, look for a like, subscribe, something like that button. Hit that. Get notified when new episodes go up. And, of course, on YouTube, Section 420 Talking Yankees. Get some Talking Yankees content there. Cover all the bases. So this you know, actually saves me a trip to the store because... I was going to do an episode you heard a couple of days ago, those rumors that somehow the Blue Jays had a strong inside track on Otani and, um, you know, the, the owner there met with him and he was going to go up to Toronto there and Kikuchi, the current um, Japanese pitcher, like, you know, uh, reserved like an entire Japanese restaurant for him and they're going to have some sort of big meeting and all that stuff. I didn't take any stock that Otani was going to seriously end up with the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean... Yeah, I know the Blue Jays are investing a lot into their stadium. They really want to get a big fan base. And, of course, he would be the biggest draw possible. But I can't see Otani wanting to play up in Canada there for the Blue Jays. I mean, this is an organization um, you know, very up and down. And, you know, he's had that with the Angels the past couple of years. The guy wants to win. That's why he wants to go to the Dodgers. I mean, Dodgers are in the conversation every season. This was like the first year that neither the Dodgers or the Astros were involved in the World Series. Just to show that Dodgers are pretty much always knocking on the door. And that's where Otani wants to be. He's 29 years old. Uh, he's still young, but, you know, your years are running out. And you don't want to just waste your best years on a, a franchise that's, you know, sputtering. And I just didn't think, I didn't give any stock whatsoever that he was going to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. I was considering just doing an episode about that just to squash those sort of rumors. But, nevertheless, this Dodgers signing happened a little quicker than I thought it would. But, nevertheless, it happened. So, I kind of, you know, killed two birds, one stone. And, yes, I, there was no chance he was going to go sign with Toronto. That's the situation where he signs there, he plays three years, and then he gets traded somewhere. Just It doesn't seem like it would be a long-term solution, nor they would, would they want to, you know, pay that sort of money for Otani there. Um, you know, they could have Otani great, but, you know, if the team's lousy, this place is still going to be half empty. So I just don't think they were going to invest in Otani. I really didn't put too much stock at all. I always thought it was going to be a West Coast team with, of course, the Dodgers having the inside track. Maybe, maybe a team like San Francisco or possibly maybe Seattle comes out of nowhere. Again, they have the large uh, Japanese fan bases going back to the Ichiro days that are still there. Maybe Texas too, possibly, just because they have a lot of money to throw around in the Rangers and obviously they're coming off a World Series there. But I didn't give any stock to the Toronto thing, so that's gone. Now, we did hear before even the, the Toronto route started that you know Dodgers manager... Uh, Dave Roberts did confirm that they did have a multi-hour meeting with Otani there. So that meeting probably you know set, laid all the groundwork. And then after that, it was probably just a matter of the numbers. Now, as I mentioned at the top there, it's a $700 million contract for 10 years. But it seems like um, Dodgers are going to you know do a little accounting trick here. So they're not exactly paying him $70 million per year. It's going to be, defer- a lot of that money is going to be deferred. So they're probably going to pay him somewhere around 40 to $50 million per year right now. 
and then later on they give them some of that money on the back end of the deal there so still a mega contract and you still again probably at a minimum paying him 40 million dollars per year which you know for uh just coming off an mvp and of course you know he's gonna be shut down as a pitcher in 2024 he'll be back in 2025 but it doesn't affect what he could do on the mound as well he's almost like two athletes two players in one so you kind of understand why he's getting so much money there uh and just again because of the uniqueness of the type of player the hybrid player he is and of course uh, still on top of his game offensively you know and figured they say with the, the pitching once you know he had surgery this past september uh he should be good to go in 2025 and then you have him at 30 years old after that be able to pitch which again shouldn't really be an issue uh, see how long that goes for him. But, of course, as a hitter, he's ready to go on day one, they say. So, you know, you figure it's going to be Dodgers. It all makes sense. He wanted to be on the West Coast. He was there already with the Angels. It's just the Angels franchise goes nowhere pretty much and has been going nowhere for a while. Uh, so you understand why he would get in there. So he probably likes the climate. He likes the fans. He likes... You know, the fact that, again, it's a, it's a quicker flight to get, to get back to Japan. Uh, so, you know, he, you figure he would want to stay in the area. And both sides has made so much sense for each other. And, of course, the Dodgers always like to sign the big stars. They've been doing that lately. They, they, they've kind of been the National League Yankees. They've been more of the Yankees than the Yankees have been in recent years. Uh, again, bringing in big names, having the biggest payroll there. And, of course, they want to, again, deferring so that money just so they could reduce the luxury tax uh, versus paying them $70 million now. So, not a surprise that Otani's done. I, I thought this might drag out a little bit. But I'm just guessing there weren't too many other suitors that would even come close to coughing up that money. So I guess they just you know went with the Dodgers deal there. We'll probably maybe hear after uh, what might have been offered. And you know before this all started, again Otani put it out there that he wanted no discussions to be leaked out in the media. So I guess so far everyone's kind of uh, been holding that. So you know that's why we haven't heard any other figures out. Maybe now that the deal is done and no one cares, maybe a, a team will leak out what they offered him. We don't know. Uh, but nevertheless, it's all finalized, so he will be with uh, the Dodgers. Now, in Yankee land, and I guess, you know, related with Japanese players, we have Yamamoto, supposedly, and the Yankees going to be meeting with him early next week. And, you know, Cashman also said that he wants to make the Yankees sort of the mecca of baseball again. That's going to another one of the reasons why they made the Soto trade is that now if you have Soto in here and you're trying to court Yamamoto, you tell Yamamoto, hey, look, we just bought in here. You know, we're ready to go. We're going, we're going all in for 2024. We want you to be a part of that as well. That's a much more selling point versus if he did not have Juan Soto there. So, again, more the reason why, um, you know, that was just a positive move for the Yankees. Because if you're looking to court someone like Yamamoto as well, I'm sure he just likes the idea that you have oh we got a judge there and they got uh you know uh, Juan Soto there and we got Garrett Cole there say hey you know these guys got something going here I want to be a part of this uh much easier sell versus not having Juan Soto there uh so we'll see how far you know Cashman's willing to go to make the Yankees the mecca of baseball um you know the mecca of baseball has to have a world series in 14 years so you might want to get on that and also some smaller moves now uh Billy McKinney and Anthony Manskowitz Previously, the Yankees put them on waivers. Um, then they wouldn't accept the minor league deal. They ended up this uh, going for free agency there. So it looks like the Yankees had interest in bringing both of them back. So they actually ended up signing minor league contracts with both players. So McKinney and Mysquitz back in a Yankee uniform, albeit on a minor league contract, uh, with an opportunity to come to camp, of course, win a job, and then come up perhaps you know the, ma- the majors at some point during the 2024 season. So uh, you know, I guess it wasn't goodbye for them. McKinney was all right, you know. Uh, Decent outfielder there, left-handed bat. Uh, probably some again, someone to come off the bench there. So maybe it's a bit of an insurance policy, just if they're not too sure uh, about anybody 
Uh, of course, now you have kind of a bit of a plethora of outfields. Of course, with Trent Grisham, who came in uh, with the Soto deal, you got Soto himself. Now you got Verdugo, Judge. I mean, you almost now have an opportunity now. We have maybe a little too many left-handers and too many outfielders there. But those guys are probably just going to be in the minors there in spring training. Just to, again, this I think this is Cashman is kind of just filling out the 40-man roster a little bit and just kind of having some options there and then see what happens down the road there. So that's it in Yankee land. So the Otani debate's over. And it seemed, you know, maybe the fact that Juan Soto moved Maybe that got things going because maybe Soto was part of the Dodgers or other teams' plans. And then once the Soto piece fell into the Yankees' lap, then things got going on the Otani front and that got settled. So Otani to the Dodgers. And again, I think it just made too much sense for both sides. No real surprise there. So we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.